Welcome to the creative side of things. Where we empower and inspire business owners and entrepreneurs to tap into their inner creative. From standing out in saturated markets. To debunking and challenging the status quo. We'll learn firsthand from actual small business owners how they've applied creativity, imagination, and common sense to grow their businesses. I'm Javier, chief creator and founder of High Ground Creative. And I'm Megan, founder and CEO of Chicken Co. Clothing. I'm Gen X and her dad. I'm Gen Z and his favorite daughter. Oh, that's debatable. Well, it's not up for debate. Together, Together we, we are, are creative thinkers, design experts, branding gurus, imagination igniters, and coffee addicts. Keep listening and we'll prove it to you. Hey, you might learn something. Imagine that. Ready? Let's, Let's get, get creative. creative. Hello. Hello, hello, right brainers. Hello, right brainers. Um, Good to see you. Welcome back, or welcome. Uh, my name is Megan. I am your co-host, and to my right is my other co-host. Yes, I'm my ha- father. I am Javier. I am her father. That's my only identity. I don't have any more identity except her father. Dad. I get that. I mean, absolutely. A lot. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're, Sean. you're Sean's dad. You get that too. I do. I do. Are I do. you Chica's dad? Yes. Right. right. Um, but welcome to the Creative Side of Things podcast, where we empower and inspire anyone and everyone to tap into their inner creative because we're all creative in some way and we're here to help you either like feel that or find it that's what we're here for right because things are created when you use your imagination that's the catalyst for everything else so everybody's creative we we can give you scientific proof and actual proof and evidence of situations yes you might not be artistic but but everybody's creative some way in some way um so let me um remind everybody of this of the theme this season uh, we're calling it Acres of Diamonds. We talk about a lot of people when they want to branch out and grow, they, they look outside of their backyard to see where those gems are. I want to start here. Uh, Delaware might be the second smallest state by geography, but there's a lot of gems here in Delaware. Influential people, people that are making an impact in the world and in the communities around them. And that's what it's all about. It starts here in your grassroots and then it expands out. Yeah. Acres of diamonds. We have a lot of good things. Did you know here. that Thomas Jefferson equated Delaware to being a diamond? And for a long time, we oh, had. Oh, yeah, that's true. For a long time, we had two state mottos the first state, which is very apropos. And Thomas Jefferson gave us the diamond state. See? See? Well, now well without further state. ado, <laughs> uh, we have here a Mayor Christensen. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm going to do a formal introduction with a few, a few more uh, things, but uh, we, we, we start with a few quotes to kind of get the creative juices going. So Megan, go ahead and do your first quote. Absolutely. So to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream, not only plan, but also believe. Anatole France. I like that. I like that. It starts here. It starts And with we talk a- about that a lot, how you have to plan time to create. It doesn't always just come organically and in the busy life of things like we talk about planning and believing in yourself. It all flows together. It is very important to do that. You kind can of, organize creativity. You can. You can. It's okay. It doesn't have to be spontaneous. Sometimes it comes and you have to be ready to capture that thought in that moment, that spark. Um, here's the next one I have for you. Second, uh, dream no small dreams, for they have no power to move the hearts of men. Uh, J- Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. I have no idea who he that's is. That's such a cool name. That is a cool name. <laughs> Goethe, Goethe was a philosopher. Okay, great. So that's per- he's a philosopher. So the, I'm a, I'm a uh, heart center guy. You know, very passion. Passion is one of my my, my uh, core values. So that really resonated with me. Uh, if you can't move the hearts of people, nothing really happens. There's you know, it's just kind of bland. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, so let me do a kind of the formal introduction. Uh, today we have on a, a podcast the mayor of the city of Dover, Delaware, which we are in right now. Uh, if those out there are not in Delaware who don't know this, Delaware is the first state ratified into the Constitution. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But uh, Mary Christensen is, has been mayor since 2014, um, elected to Dover City Council in 1983. We did a little digging on you. Uh, <laughs> n- didn't find any 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 any, any dirty stuff. Uh, served as council president and vice mayor, uh, and from 1990 to 2001. That's 11 years. That's fantastic. Um, there's a lot of uh, things before that we would hit on later. Uh, the man married to Cindy 48 years. No, 48 years. 48. 40 years. years. Father of. Uh, let's see if we get this. Sean, Shannon, Alexis, Katie, and Madison. Yes. Yes. 
Good research. <laughs> the interweb didn't lie. <laughs> and then grandfather of six. Yes. Uh, Troy, Chase, Audrey, Cooper, Olivia, and Mackenzie. Yeah. Um, our, my youngest daughter, the one you don't see here, her middle name is Mackenzie. Grace, <laughs> Grace Mackenzie. Grace Mackenzie. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Mayor Ron Christensen. Well, thank you. I'm really... well at least at least it wasn't the bronx cheer (laughs) i'm really honored to be here because uh uh, i think that anytime we have the opportunity to to share what motivates people at what they do Mm -hmm. and and you let me know what motivates you that that uh, people will understand you know that uh, i'm not the crabby person that a lot of people make me out to be and, uh, you know, what, what's my passion and what motivates me to, to do what I do. That's awesome. And even outside of being the mayor, too, that's what we want yes. to learn all about you. Yeah, because we want to know what we don't know about you. Uh, before we jump into the mayor stuff, which is very important, but I, we want to get to know the man, the father, the husband first. A little bit, a little bit. So question for you is give us something that people might not know about about you, a few things that might come to mind. Well, I think that probably a lot of people know that I am the mayor of the city of Dover, served on city council, was one of the uh, assistant chiefs in the fire department in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. But I don't think a lot of people, well, a lot of people may know this, but I am the chief of the Lenape tribe of Delaware. That's awesome. That's really cool. Could you go into that a little bit? That's amazing. So... Uh, I was not born here. I was born in Delaware County, which explains, if you know people who are from Delco, you, you'll hear every now and then uh, people talk about somebody going Delco on somebody. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that down So that's road. Delaware County, right? So Delaware County, okay. Pennsylvania. I grew up in a town called Prospect Park, which is seven miles between Philadelphia and Chester. But all my ancestors and my family lived here before there ever was a Dover. So when I was about five, my mother would put me uh, on the trailways bus with my little cardboard suitcase and a tag hooked to me to tell the bus driver where he was supposed to leave me off. And uh, I would spend the summer on the farm. As, and I thought I was having fun, but after I grew up, I realized that I was their indentured servant. So they got a lot of free labor out of me. <laughs> but I learned a, co- a lot of values. I learned a lot of history about my ancestors. And uh, and I learned a lot about my ancestry, that my ancestors lived here uh, before there were, ever was a Dover. So Dover holds a special place to me because of my ancestry and also uh, for what it has meant to the founding of this country. Okay, okay. Very Which cool. Is so important. So that's cool. The past two years, you've really dug into that a little bit more and learning and, it. And I missed a meeting, so I was elected the chief. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my, my sage words of wisdom to anybody, don't miss a meeting. Okay. Okay. You well, never know what you're Okay. Get. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. That's a, there's the word. That's incredible words of wisdom. <laughs> I love that. But I've been very proud to, uh, to be the chief of my, uh, my tribe. And I just came back from the uh, powwow at uh, Hudson Field where uh, I processed in with the chief of the Manicoke tribe, which are my cousins, and the chief of the tribe, the Lenape tribe in New Jersey. So That is, I mean, that's awesome. Our past guest, Tina, just performed at the powwow this past weekend. That was local. I think it was in Wilmington. Okay. Um, she, she's very involved in. Yes, yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah. Amazing. That's so awesome. So along with um, with being the mayor of Dover, you graduated from Dover High and you attended Delaware State. So all the Delaware things. Yes. It wasn't outside of state at so all. So I have to clarify something. Yes. Um, I did graduate from Dover High School, but they had they really were getting ready to ask me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's <what laughs> and you and you and you graduated from Delaware State college i did not graduate okay you went to delaware state college i attended delaware state college okay and probably if i can share this with you one of my disappointments in my lifetime is that i did not follow through and finish college i went in the military came came back home and went to work for safeway stores which was a grocery store where dover pools is down at carol's oh yeah right there and uh suddenly became entangled in uh marriage 
children, mm. mortgage, and so I just never finished. Okay. And I was majoring in history and political science, and I had some great professors at Delaware State University. And uh, <clears throat> this, you know, I hope you find this kind of funny. I have, over the last five presidents of Delaware State College and University, been bucking for an honorary degree, and they kind of chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I have a distinct honor of being the first person to receive a Delaware State University diploma. I went my entire time as college, but because I, had, I was in the five-year plan, uh, I had one class left in the summer, so I wasn't able to walk with my class. And then after that was the year they flipped it over, so that when I got my diploma that fall, it said university. It didn't say college, even though pretty much most of that. So my wife graduated. I had three alumni in my family from Delaware State. My wife graduated from Delaware State College, my daughter Alexis and my daughter Madison, they both graduated from Delaware State University. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, good school. Very good school. Very good. Um, I yeah. attended Dell Tech. <laughs> you did. You yes. did. Well, Dell Tech is, a, is an outstanding, I mean, they really have, uh, over the years, you know, come into fruition as a, a great school. Yeah. So. yeah, and it's I always encourage those tech schools, if you're still figuring out what you want to major in, too, that's, it's a great opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, this young lady over here is going to Delaware, State, Delaware Tech right now, marketing. Well, I will tell you, I still haven't decided what I'm going to be when I grow up. So Okay, yeah. all right. Practice <laughs> it's, your options. It's never too late. It's never too late to get started again. <laughs> we actually have an episode called Pivot, so it's never too late to pivot in your life so we talked all about changing your mind and changing lanes even in, in different ages of your life career-wise so Megan I know you want to share something I wanted to talk about how um, I know that you uh, volunteered for the fire department um, and then you retired from Safeway stores so what was your level at at Safeway and did you use skills from that job to kind of bring into being a mayor well, one of the good things about working for Safeway I had a great boss who taught me customer service he dragged me in, uh, kicking and screaming into to the customer service uh, abilities, and I took that on into public life. Um, I worked there 20 years. The store closed because of union dispute. And then I went into the fire sprinkler and fire alarm business, and I took those same customer s service skills that I had learned at Safeway and built a territory that started out with 40 accounts on the eastern shore and built a customer base that trusted me. And we, when I retired in 2014, we had probably close to 300 accounts. Okay. Um, one of the things I found really funny was my supervisors from the Newcastle uh, Office of Grinnell Fire Protection would get upset with me because the customers would call the office with a concern or they wanted to add on to their equipment or whatever, they needed quotes. And they didn't want to talk to anybody up there. They just would ask for you. They wanted to talk <laughs> to me. So I had a foreman, Chuck Schmidt, who was likewise, you know, if people called us in the middle of the night, if they had an emergency, we would go right to that emergency, give them great customer service. So he and I were called into the office, and I, I really found this funny. The vice president of division and the office manager called us up there and wanted to know what are you giving these customers that they don't want to deal with us mm. are you doing work on the side are you giving them discount prices and we said no well, what are you giving them why don't they want to talk to us why they <clears throat> excuse me why do they want to deal directly with you what do you give them and i said we give them customer service don't get here. Mm. Two of them gave us a blank look. We got them walked out. Wow. <laughs> They're like, wait, you're nice to them? What a concept. <laughs> yeah. And even in present day, it's hard to come by. That is so rare service. this time, in this day and age, that when you give it, people are like, oh, wow, what an incredible thing. And we continued to do what we were going to do even after that because the people on the Eastern Shore are a different animal than a lot of, a lot of other places. They expect interaction they expect you to be honest with them give them customer service and the great thing about the 27 years i was working on the eastern shore i got invited to go duck hunting with people 
to their families' weddings and different events. So they became my family, not only my customers. That's and that's important. That is. Yeah. That's really cool. Unless something goes wrong, then it's awkward. But <laughs> <laughs> like when you're duck hunting? If you have to, no, if you, when you get really close to customers, and then if something happens, then it's like, okay, now I have to be more professional than your friend just to fix right, it. Right, right, right. But, you know, I, I like that's a good default. Because that's better than being close and cynical and just in, in not, in not giving them the service they, they deserve. So I love that, that you're building relationships or connections. And because of that, you, you have customer retention, basically. And like I said, you know, I think that the customer service I learned at Safeway and I used it during my, uh, my tenure with Simplex Grinnell uh, allowed me to be a better uh, councilman, a better council president. And I certainly think it's helped me to be a better mayor. People expect you to call them back mm. try to help them even though you may not be successful and always be upfront and honest with them and I, i've tried to do that throughout my lifetime that's awesome that's really good 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 lesson there too for somebody to live life and personally and professionally did you know um, when you were even you know working at safeway and and all the things that you've done throughout your life, did you ever think you'd become mayor or did it kind of just yeah, what, fall into you? There's that moment when you're doing your thing and you're like, I think I'm going to be mayor. There, I'm gonna when run. you pivoted. Yeah, that, when was that pivot? When I was um, in junior high school, my mother and I were walking along Lockerman Street, which was the center of the earth for Dover at the time. And there was a big black Buick Electra with the license plate number one parked in front of a parking meter that had expired. Okay. <laughs> so I took five cents and put in the parking meter. In the meantime, the governor, Bert Carville at the time, came out and he said, son, did you just put money in my parking meter? I said, yes, sir. Why did you do that? I said, I didn't want you to get a ticket. He said, where do you go to school? And I told him. Who's your teacher? And I told him. So when I went back to school, my teacher said, did you meet the governor? And I said, yeah. He said, well, he's invited the whole class to come to his office, and he's going to have us for lunch at Legislative Hall. That's, that's fantastic. The other, other thing that kind of inspired me to look toward public service was the fact that my wife's cousin was married to Crawford Carroll, who was the mayor of the city of Dover. Okay. And he was a great public servant. So I had that, that, that example. Those little nuggets. Those little sparks that kind of stick it's with It's crazy. It's something so tiny can really like affect the whole amazing? future. Um, and how quickly it can change as well. <laughs> right. That's really cool about the, the parking ticket. Stuff. That's that's such a cool story. Did you want to do a little deep dive here? Yes, absolutely. You want me to start? This? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you. It's it's a question, but um, it's very open, so you can kind of go any direction. Uh, with every city, big or small, um, every city is a diamond mine, you know, waiting to mine uh, potential and also challenges, right? So in your journey as major mayor, what has been the most unexpected diamond or opportunity you've discovered in Dover? I think that uh, the fact that uh, we have the opportunity to offer to all of our citizens the opportunity for employment, we have uh, a lot of plans that are in the making to allow our citizens to grow, have affordable housing, and to you know make this a great continue to make this place a great place to live, work, and play. We have. Delaware State University as one of our diamonds, Dell Tech, um, Wilmington University, and Dover Air Force Base. Right. Dover Air Force Base has afforded this community the opportunity to have people come from other places, bring ideas to the community and share them with us and make Dover a better place. I, I look back and I think about 1939. Well, two, two, two things happened in the 1930s that determined the future of the city of Dover, and I'm, I'm so thankful that those things happened. 1937, Joseph Spinell moved his company from Palmyra, New York, which was International Playtex, okay. 
providing many, many jobs for our community, and also allowed this city to be part of a historic event. Does anybody know what that is? No. <laughs> well, over on Pear Street, okay, Pear and William Street, was the Playtex plant. Now, not only did they make bras and rubber gloves and, you know, baby bottles, but there on Pear Street was where the first space suits were manufactured, which ILC spun. ILC now, right. Yeah. Those space, space suits were used on the first manned flight to the moon. And so a little bit of Dover. Yeah. That is so cool. I had no idea. Touched the moon. <laughs> So we'll move forward a couple of years, all because Joseph Spinell was looking for cheap labor and a way to continue to grow his business. Okay. 1939, Curtis LeMay, father of the modern Air Force, <clears throat> came here, checked out the Dover Municipal Airport. And does anybody here know where the first Dover Air Force Base was? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Oh, come on, I know, man. I know, I know. This is really bad. Do you know where the CVS uh, pharmacy is at the corner of Division and the highway? Yeah. That's where. Right there? Right there. That's where the Dover Municipal Airport was. Curtis LeMay came here and met with Wallace Woodford, who was the mayor at the time, and L.D. Shank, who was the city manager. And he said, gentlemen, there's a war coming. And this would be an ideal space, ideal place for an Air Force base. Mm. In 1941, the Dover Municipal Airport became Dover Air Force Base. And from 1941 to 1945, it served as Dover Air Force Base, and it was deactivated in 1945. In 1947, with the arrival of the uh, Air Force as a separate entity to itself, they bought up a lot of farmland to the south where Dover Air Force Base is now mm -hmm. and reactivated Dover Air Force Base, which is a $94 million, <clears throat> excuse me, economic engine for Dover and Kent right. County and the state of Delaware. That's so I think we were really fortunate. If it had not been for those two entities coming to the city, I really believe that we would have just ended up being a dot on the map. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. space suit thing? I had no idea. That <laughs> That's and so that, cool. The ILC's still here, right? I mean, no. Well, they moved to Frederica. Frederica, a little south. still take credit for it. <laughs> but there's a great children's book, uh, and I can't think of the name of it offhand, but that was written by a lady who actually was one of the seamstresses on the space suits. So it's a great children's book. It tells the story. That's right here you're, you're, in right, And you're hearing it right here in, on, on our show. That's awesome. That's awesome. so cool. That is cool, right? <laughs> but now we know where the first base was. Yeah. We, we didn't know any of your questions. <laughs> I need okay. to update my history with Delaware a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to do, do a, another little one more deep dive before you shift to something a little lighter? Yeah, I wanted to bring in um, next generation in, in politics and things like that. And, and uh, if you have, like, um, any obstacles that you faced that you wanted to bring up and how you used uh, creativity to help that situation? Because um, I know you, you were mayor during when the, epi uh, the epidemic happened and, and so many different things have um, go on here. Also, Dover being a huge tourist spot, I'm sure that you've just witnessed so many different things, um, good and bad, and I didn't know if there was a specific obstacle that stood out to you that, that you used creativity to help with that. I think that... Uh I think that my willingness to uh, adjust to situations when we had civil unrest, uh, I went out when the people were protesting. I was there. I heard their complaints. I understood the angst that they were feeling. I understood that uh, what people were feeling about the pandemic. It was, it was important that uh, uh, every day I went to work, I think I missed two days during the whole pandemic. Um, but it was important to be there to, to cheer the folks on who were uh, still in the trenches because we went to kind of half services and, you know, people being uh, segregated away. And I felt that it was important that if there was going to be one entity where people still could reach out and receive the services that they needed, it was the city. But also felt that it was imperative to 
to let those people know who were working for the city, our policemen, our, our volunteer firefighters, our EMS, all of the other city employees, the water workers, the refuse people, that they knew that they were appreciated. And likewise, that we tried to accommodate the citizens based on the parameters that we had uh, being in and out of the buildings, that they still were able to somehow, some way, uh, be afforded the, the services that they were paying for and that they needed. And we were there to answer questions. <coughs> Excuse me. We provided uh, COVID tests, masks, and we did everything that we could to try to, to get us through that pandemic. And I don't know if, if that's creative, but um, we felt that we needed to be in the trenches and, and make sure that people were taken care of. And then lo and behold, one morning, we had a bad storm that came through in the middle of the pandemic. And a fire whistle went off, of course, and I went running out to my truck to, uh, to respond to the fire. And there were trees all down on my street. And by the time I got to the firehouse, I realized that we had been hit by a major tornado I which went that. through the city. So instead of going to the firehouse, I went to the city hall, uh, issued within minutes after it happened a, a, an emergency declaration, contacted DEMA, which is the Delaware Emergency Management, uh, spoke with the governor and explained to him what happened so that he would declare an emergency. So we had that to deal with. But that we was were, crazy when that happened. Yeah, I remember but that. we were on top of it. And... Um, we still are recuperating some from it, but I think by taking some quick action, bringing my team together at the, at the city hall, we were able to um, take care of the citizens. That's, that's awesome. You know, I want to say something here because um, I haven't known you personally very long, but obviously I've known of you for a long time since I've been in Dover. Um, what the mayor does, and I'm not, I can't say this about all people in, in, in public service, you show up, you're everywhere. In other words, every event, everything, there's in some capacity, I, I see you, you're in different places, and, and that's one thing, you don't hide, you're in front, you're, you're there, you're proactive. And that's, that's, a, that's commendable because that's not a trait that everybody has. People tend to kind of, by, by default sometimes, you know, hide and retreat and, and then use others in, as a shield but you're a person that I've seen from my perspective that you do that you do that you can show up and showing up is a big part of, of like just being there. Well, I think it's really important that uh, that you get out, people see you. This morning I went to Redner's. Um, I had to pick up something for dinner, and this lady came up to me and she said, "Aren't you the mayor?" <laughs> I said, "Yes, I am." I said, "What's the matter?" Well, she told me about the branches from the previous thunderstorm that we had a while back still laying in front of her house. And I said, I don't know what the problem is. I said, but I'll make a call right while she was standing there. And I said, what's your address? Got the address. Public Works said, we'll come out and pick them up today. And I think that's, that, once again, that goes to the customer service aspect. Uh, I, I don't hide out. Um, I believe in going where the people are. And uh, my wife gets very upset with me when I go grocery shopping, like at Walmart. <clears throat> she thinks it should be an hour trip, but it's usually two, two and a half hours. <laughs> <clears throat> because you see people and you, you, you can't duck them and people have concerns. I, I get a lot of calls from people and, and the ladies in my office put them put most everybody through quickly. And I was on the phone about a month ago with this lady just was raising hell with me like you would not believe. <laughs> and I said, ma'am, what is your address? Well, she gave me a street I'd never heard of. I said, are you sure you're calling the mayor's office in Dover, Delaware? She said, no, I'm in Dover, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I said, well, I can't help you. I said, but you need to call them, I said, because they should be taking care of this. And 
She's yeah. like, oops, <laughs> wronged over. I, I know that the, the area code should have been a clue. You know, yeah. 302 is not my, you know. You know. <laughs> but, but what's but, important is you listened, yes. even though she wasn't from <laughs> Ardover. Fact, but the fact of the matter is that part is part of the job. Absolutely. to listen and always do your best to try to help somebody because there are days when I leave City Hall and I'm so happy that we were able to help somebody. And then there are other days that we have some people with some issues just no way to help well, but you tried you tried and that's why those even little wins make such a difference that you're able to help someone Absolutely. even just getting the branches out of her yard right right um i wrote this down and it's kind of a good time to bring this up i wrote three words down that describe who you are at least from my perspective my perspective uh, in professionally um and obviously i put in creativity Governance and humor. Um, uh, uh, we talk about here with our audience all the time, um, mindset, right? And we talk about leadership, servant leadership. And there is, uh, that's a concept and a lot of people find um, foggy and a little blurry. But today, this episode, this, this show today has shifted into a really good place where it's, we're seeing examples of what that is where you know nobody's perfect uh, but whenever you stumble you own it you take care of it you nip it in the bud and that's the right way to lead uh it's um so again i'm i'm, I'm being uh, i'm giving you a lot of kudos because you're inspiring myself and i know that a lot of listeners are going to be listening to this and go look this is a person who's running a city that person might be running a business you know, there's examples and, and also just uh, of how, how to actually lead people, whether they're working for you or actually you're serving. And they could be their customers, their communities that they're, they're running. So thank you for being so transparent with us. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity. And, and I think, you know, because you've attended some chamber board meetings. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of use humor against myself <laughs> and I will tell you that uh, early on when I was a child um, I was kind of uh, introverted and kind of um, not as vocal as I am now but I always found that uh, being a class clown got you attention now that wasn't always good attention <laughs> <It> was attention <laughs> but I, I always felt more comfortable being able to let folks know that uh, I wasn't uptight and that I have a sense of humor. And I think uh, through some crises that we've had in the city, um, sometimes my humor or even some contention between mayor and council and staff, uh, my humor has, uh, has headed off some really uh, tense times. It can help carve that. You know, I've been known to be kind of the, the comic relief sometimes in conversations, and I sometimes inject it just to kind of get the walls down right and sometimes it could just be for yourself in that situation <laughs> right. and then you end up making someone laugh that's a very good point <laughs> young lady um you know let, let's let's play a, a little game okay we haven't done this one before and uh, uh this is not one of those gotchas it's just a little fun shift in, in, in this we, we're calling this what say you so we're gonna say a statement and then we're gonna ask you what say you all right you want to start you want to do the first one yeah because we were talking about humor yeah um, <laughs> And uh, it has to do with cats, and I love cats, too. Um, so they say running a city is like herding cats. It requires patience, a good sense of humor, and maybe a little catnip for those particularly tricky council meetings. What say you? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. And we all know that, uh, you know, cats have their, their a mind of their own. Um, one time on a Saturday afternoon, we had a cat that was stuck in a tree, and uh, the dispatcher at the firehouse uh, said to the lady who called in, when was the last time you saw a cat skeleton in a tree? <laughs> well, he put the alarm in. I was the first chief out on a truck, and we go around to this lady's house, and she just went up one side of me and down the other. <laughs> the cat? No. The lady. <laughs> the lady, <did>. oh. yeah. <laughs> Because the, because the dispatcher had said to her, "Lady, when was the last time you saw a cat oh. skeleton in the tree?" Like, so we get we're gonna get it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Well, she jumped all over me. <laughs> well, the cat came down by itself while she's up there screaming at me. 
But the, what I found out was that the dispatcher had said that to her over the phone. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so <laughs> not got, wrong. <laughs> so when we got back to the firehouse, the dispatcher and I had a little few words about what he should say to people. About customer right. service. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to think it, but maybe you might want to show a little bit of That would have made me laugh over the phone, though. <laughs> that would have, like, eased me. Well, it didn't ease her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyhow, what's wrong with herding cats? That's right, right. Make right. the effort. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so well, let's do another one here. <clears throat> this one, uh, we'll call it Governing with Glee. Being mayor... Uh, where every day is a blend of Shakespearean drama, a stand-up comedy set, and a strategic chess game, all in a all in a day's work. Most what, assuredly. What say you? <laughs> Anything comes to mind? Well, go big or go home. Dream big or don't dream at all. And oh. uh, every day um, that I have worked in my lifetime, and up to and including the job of mayor, uh, I accept each day as a challenge. And I look for the good that can be in there. I look for not so good. And at the end of the day, you know, if you've put your effort into it and you've tried to build teams or, or have people assist you in doing the job, if you enjoy your job, you'll never work a day in your life. And I have never worked a day in my life as mayor, as council president, member of council, the chief in the fire department, and in my regular careers at at the grocery store, and for simplest. Awesome. And that's not to say that there haven't been challenges, but if there's no challenge, how do you gauge your success? There you go. I like that. That's huge. That's, that's so, so inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Did you want to do one do more? Do you want me to do another one? Yeah, do. The number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Every city has its heartbeat, and a good mayor dances to its rhythm, even if it's even if it means occasionally stepping on a few political toes along the way. What say you? <laughs> Lead, follow, or get out of my way. I love it. <laughs> because we have so much to offer here in this city. We have so much history. We have so much to offer people who don't live here, who should be here. And we're not, we are in the ideal spot. I get so tired of people saying, Oh, there's nothing to do in Dover. Mm. I hate oh, that. There's so many things. There there's so many things to do here and appreciate. And we're close to the beach without putting up with all that hassle. Mm -hmm. You come home, empty the, the sand out of your sand bucket at the end of the day. We can go to Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York. New York, yeah. Enjoy their culture, all they have to offer, and then come back to the slow pace of life that we have and leave all their issues there. We live in an ideal ideal place. And I wish more people would appreciate the, the lifestyle that we have here. Now, I'm not going to sit here, and I, I, I really would not be honest and candid with you to tell you that we don't have issues. The city has issues. There are things that, that uh, we work on, crime, homelessness, unsheltered folks, um, financial issues, trying to, to balance a budget with only so much money to do the things that we're required to do while not being able to do the things that, you know, we don't have the funds for. But for all intent and purposes, this is a great place to live. And I will tell you that I would not live anyplace else, nor would I raise my children and my grandchildren anyplace else because there is so much ancestral history, so much national history here mm -hmm. i mean who else can say a little old country boy like me that i am the mayor of the city where america started and those knuckleheads in philadelphia they can say oh no it's not so but it <laughs> is it's the truth 30 delawareans in a tavern which i'm kind of suspect of that but <laughs> two of them woke up the next day and they said we did what but the paperwork was written in Philadelphia by a Delawarean, John Dickinson, and 30 Delawareans said, you know, this United States of America is not such a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And the greatest nation, Mayor Hobby, <laughs> greatest nation on the face of the earth, if not in the history of the world, even with all of our faults, mm 
started right here in the place where I am honored to be the mayor. That's beautiful. Yes. Right, right. What's the name of the tavern? Remember you were telling me? When you were the saying? Golden Fleece. Golden Fleece. Golden Fleece. Yeah, I knew that, but I just wanted you to say that. And then I had <laughs> yes, 30 Delawareans in the Golden Fleece Tavern. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, said that this is, this is a good idea. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Is um, history your favorite subject? I have been a history buff since uh, I was a little kid and uh, stuck my head in the history book and uh, uh, have always admired the ancient Egyptians, the Romans, the Greeks. And one of my goals in life, and it'll probably never come to fruition, is to go to Italy and Greece. But my big, my big uh, want would be to go stand at the pass at Thermopylae where King Leonidas and his 300 Spartans. Yeah, the Spartans. Made a stand. Wow. They were tough guys. That's amazing. And I always kind of thought I was a... If you haven't seen that movie, it's called 300. Okay. But I mean, it's a a real event. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, that's amazing. Do you, um, with, you have so much knowledge with history, so I'm just randomly curious if you have a favorite book that you recommend. And if it's a history book or just, I just want to know Honest, his favorite great. book. I just like to read because uh, I pretty much read anything I can get my hands on when I have time. Um, people that don't read, I really am concerned about it because, you know, I've told, uh, I told the kids at South Dover Elementary last year, they had me in for, for a talk. And I told them, when you can read a book, you can go anywhere. You can be anybody through that book. I mean, you can go to outer space. You can go to a historical place. And there's so much to learn. And, and, and kids today, they're always on their phones. Uh, my grandchildren, God love them. They spend a little bit more time on their cell phones than, than I would like. But they still read. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, you go, when you read, you can be anything or go anywhere you want. And uh, it's important. As for a favorite book, um, all of them are my favorite. You're just, you're just a reader. I you know, just and, like to read. And leaders are readers. Yes, right. that's true. And, leaders, and I, 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 uh, my mom always said to also, leaders are no takers too. So that's another conversation. Yes. But at my age, or even any time, I don't trust my memory, so I write it down. A lot of notes. No taking. Well, that's you seem what, to remember things very yeah, well, you though. do. You have a really good memory. <laughs> well, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I take Nareva Plus every day. Now, whether it helps or not, I'm not really sure. And I also watch Jeopardy. Okay. Uh, every day because you know that that keeps your mind uh, your mind functioning. Uh, I'm not a, a giant fan of uh, things that are on television. I watch Law and Order because okay. In another lifetime, I thought I would be a Jack McCoy or somebody like that, but. Um, you know, you have to keep your mind active. you got to keep things active up there, for sure. And I, I have so many acquaintances who just don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God gave you one life, and you need to, to use it to the fullest. Well, that's- when I turn my body in at the end of the day, the undertaker won't have a whole lot to work with. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that we're laughing, we want to. Sh- we can let's do some uh, last thing before we wrap it up. Uh, we're going to ask you some questions, but these are whimsical, fun questions. And, uh, and well, they've all been whimsical. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the point. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of history, I wanted to ask um, if you could go back in time to any era of Dover's history. If, if um, for one day, right? What would that be? If you had a preference. Hmm. And why? Yes. Go back to colonial times. Uh, to actually meet up with these 30 Delawareans we've been talking about and actually see if they were tanked Just ra- <laughs> raise a glass with the 30. It'll be 31. <laughs> but uh, there are a number of eras that I would like to go back. I would really like to go back uh, and, and actually talk to one of my military heroes, and that's Julius Caesar. Um, there was a guy, because he married into the wrong family, shouldn't have, shouldn't have lived past his 21st birthday because they were out to get him. Mm. And he took up a military career, a political career, and, and probably started 
uh, once again, one of the greatest empires on the face of the earth. So <laughs> there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of historic folks that I would like to meet up with, you know, for one day or one hour. I'd really like to ask Napoleon, why did you put your hand inside your coat? Right, this is another one. Now, did he? Did he have Tic Tacs in there? <laughs> what was he hiding? Was he hiding something? A candy bar, <laughs> hard candy, you know. All kidding aside, I think that there are so many historic figures that if I had the opportunity uh, to at least have an hour with them, yeah, just to understand if they are indeed the great person from everything that I've read, George Washington, George Washington, yes, country, with all of his faults, still probably was one of the greatest politicians of our country yeah he was fantastic big fan of his myself um okay so let me give you one more uh dover in a dish if you were to describe dover as a dish or a meal (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the heck that came up with that question what would it be (laughs) (coughs) he's like grotto's pizza (laughs) omelet (laughs) no i i i envision um the city of dover as the blue plate special at the Dover Diner, mm. and that blue plate special would be. I'll have to try that. Steak and potatoes and peas with a nice yeast roll like my grandmother used to make, mm. and a glass of sweet tea with lemon. Ooh, I like sweet that. Tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> because Glad I, you didn't say unsweet tea. <laughs> I would have had to kick you off. She she would literally would have stopped the show <laughs> because <right. laughs> because on that blue plate special you, you have everything that anybody could ever want or ever desire. And I know there are people who are going to say, "Well, I'm a vegan." Well, you know, a little bit of steak never hurt anybody, right? Me with chicken. But I think <laughs> I think that we are the blue plate special, and it's a shame that a lot of people don't know that because you get a lot for your money mm. here in Dover. I love yes, that. You do. <laughs> very good. Very good. What, what a great conversation. You, now I'm like, when I go to a history museum, I just love mm-hmm. hearing all that stuff. Awesome. Um, and there's some, like locally, there's a lot of tourism um, in downtown Dover where you can follow them and, and learn more about oh, yeah. the area, which is cool. Um, but this was such a, a great episode. Thank you so much for being on and yeah. chatting with well, us. I'm really such a pleasure. Honored. I'm honored that you would let an old man just ramble on the way that you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we do no. is all we do is ramble and happen to record it <laughs> we, we, we're, i'm full i mean i i got i uh, there was um thank you for just again being transparent and being you you know i uh when, when we we talked about this theme i was like i gotta have the mayor i gotta have mayor on here i mean there's no other person that can you know symbolically and literally be the he, the, the the what simple what you know the the model of what our uh, season is about you know and today i want to say one statement to our audience uh, we talked about dover and that's our backyard we are here we're in central delaware we're in dover and we love this place um, i didn't grow up here i've been here my adult most of my adult life um, but this is my roots my roots are here um, but all of you if you're not if you don't live in dover you know i encourage everybody to look for those diamonds those gems in your backyard there's a lot of um Instead of always, it's okay to expand in ex, ex, your territory and grow, grow out, but but don't neglect what's in your backyard. There's a lot of great things. Happening. So I have to share with you that one of the one of the things, and today's my grandmother's birthday, and she's been gone a long time. But in a day when she would send letters or postcards backwards and forth between my mom, one of the postcards that I still have in my possession that she sent to my mom because she wanted my mom to come home was a nice picture of Dover and it says come to Dover Mm. and that's what I'd like to convey to everybody you know you can go a lot of places but here's probably the best place that you could ever go yeah I love that that's really good come to Dover Dover. (laughs) come see us (laughs) because we're here too do they still have postcards oh yeah we were actually, we talked about, uh, we're doing a topic like, is print dead? But it's not like no, we, we right, have right. our newspaper. I don't think people have mail them more than they keep them and they use them as mementos. Like, like I'm going to put it on my refrigerator, but, but I don't know if they actually, I mean, you can still utilize mail them, it, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, it was still funny because back then, obviously we didn't, there, you know, there were, it was an Instagram or, or email or internet, but you send a postcard from vacation and most of the time the postcard we get 
to the loca- to the destination after we after got you're back. back from vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because of the snail snail mail. Snail mail. <laughs> one of the one of the, the one of the final things though that uh, talking about my grandmother and my mom writing backwards and forth, people have lost the art of communicating mm. through letters, and a lot of the history that we have and that we know about was through the correspondence between people, and I think. Cell phones are nice. They're wonderful. But I think people, cursive handwriting people backwards and forth mm. preserves our history. So yeah. we need to get back toward that. To writing. Yeah. I write in cursive. You do, I know. <laughs> so I love pr- cursive. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Your dad <laughs> and mom did so well. <laughs> I don't know. I think mom writes in cursive a little she bit. Does, she does. She does. I, I do more print most of the time. But um, you want, we, let's wrap it up with... Um, you, you mentioned you wanted to ask him about... I just wanted, if you could end us on um, a piece of advice for anyone listening who is looking to get into politics or just is a leader and... Um, in their own space, whatever In their own is. space, whatever it is, yeah. Well, I'll always tell you one thing. Um, you know, it's easy for people to sit home and not get involved. And you get the government that you get. And if you're dissatisfied with your government, you need to be part and parcel of that. And if you get elected uh, to a position, whether it be mayor, councilman, or whatever position that you might get appointed to or whatever, always lead from the front mm. and always do the right thing, even when nobody's looking. I love that. Yes. Put your carts back in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Put your shopping cart back. So There's a, a book about that. Yeah. Oh. I, used to cha- I used to chase carts professionally. Oh my gosh, I'm sure, yeah. My wife says to me, why are you pushing that cart back up to the store? I said, look, honey, I used to chase these professionally. <laughs> like, you got the PTSD. <laughs> well, uh, that wraps up another episode on the creative side of things, everyone. And we're also on YouTube now, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, you can uh, check us out on YouTube so you can see us. Uh, uh, Our smiling faces. Or you can listen to us. Who's all dressed up. It's like yeah. you knew you were going to be recorded as and well. I, thank you. I want to thank you for, for having me here and listening to an old man just go on. No, we loved it. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, um, you know, accepting. And uh, for those of you listening who are always on the go, we've got your back. Uh, you can tune in and let your creativity flow through Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and even Google Podcasts. We're practically everywhere. We are. We are. We are. So also uh, our ever-growing community of right-brainers. We call our, our community the right-brainers. We appreciate and love every single one of you. Um, share, subscribe, uh, you know, let, the, the, let, let people know about what we're doing. We, we, we think we're... Pr- putting out a really good product. Uh, uh, we hear great things about what we're teaching if, um, and, and showing that teaching because we're learning as, yes. as we speak. But we also love the fact that we hear from you and, 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 and give us pointers and things that you want to see. So keep, keep those comments coming in. And, and remember that the world needs your creativity and it needs you. So with that being said, go create go something. Go create something. <laughs>